am Christy Ballard Fellaini. I am a certified life coach who found herself at 42, freshly divorced, kids off to college, and having never dated in my adult life. I was starting in the middle. If you haven't yet hit start on your middle time in life, let's do it together. Let the journey begin. Hello there. You are listening to Start in the Middle, episode number three. So I thought I would take this episode to finally introduce myself to you. Now, I did this on purpose. I really wanted to wait until episode three because I wanted you to fall in love with the content and get excited about what I have to share with you first. So to share a little bit about myself, I am a 48-year-old menopausal woman who loves, loves, loves to run and lift weights. Now, that does not mean that I am in my best shape, but I have lost 20 pounds in the last year and I've managed to keep it off. I am a mother of two adult children. One still needs mom, but more on a friendly relationship basis and the other it's completely independent. And if it comes from mom, she's being too controlling. So I am learning to listen first. It's kind of funny how our relationships with our children change. Sometimes we are still in parent mode and offer all kinds of unwarranted wisdom when really all they really want to do is just kind of share with you. So again, it is a learning process for me. So my first marriage was 21 years. If you're doing the math, yeah, I got married when I was 18. When people would ask, why are you getting married so young? You have your entire life ahead of you. But the truth is, I had no idea what my life was going to look like or even an idea of what I dreamed it would look like. Our answer always was, well, we just want to grow up together. Sounds pretty silly, doesn't it? But, you know, I mean, looking back, we were 18 years old. But the truth is, I had no idea what my life was going to look like or even an idea of what I dreamed for it to look like. Now, I am the fourth out of five girls. And if I'm sitting at my pity party, my Pity Party wants me to tell you that I am the one who was overlooked. But seriously, that is old wound thinking that serves no purpose. But looking back on it now, getting married at such an early age pretty much forced us into adulthood right away. And there really wasn't time or money to dream. We were immediately held accountable for paying our own rent and making sure we were fed and making sure our utilities stayed on. So we didn't allow ourselves the opportunity to explore what we really wanted out of life. It really wasn't until I was in my mid-40s that I really started allowing myself to dream or even allow myself to let my mind wander to the what ifs. So let me bring you to 2021. 
2021 has been a big year for me. 2021 has been the year of taking massive action. It is the year that I invested in myself and invested in the possibilities of my dreams. 2021 is the year I decided to stop playing small. It is the year that I decided I do not want to waste any more time in just wishing I could do things differently, but actually doing the work that it takes to have the courage to do things differently. I decided that I did not want to waste any more time doing things that I didn't want to do out of the feeling of obligation. And I'm working very hard on my need to please others. 2021 has been my year to discover that there are women just like me who have wasted too much time and energy worried about what other people are going to think and therefore choosing to stay small out of fear. And there are women who are going through the exact same struggles that I have with feeling insecure, fear of not being enough or telling herself, who am I that people will want to hear what I have to say? But the truth is, we all just want to be heard and feel that we have a voice to be acknowledged and that I am on this earth, not out of vanity or notoriety, but in community to belong, to be a part of something, our tribe, if you will. That is my goal to help women to find themselves again, and maybe even for the first time, or let them know that life doesn't end with your divorce. It can be the beginning. Loneliness doesn't have to take up the space in your home where your children once were. It could be the start of your next adventure. So in my 21 years of marriage, I had two wonderful children, as I mentioned before. They were both scholars and athletes. One was more the scholar, the other was more the athlete. I was that parent who was very involved in both of her kids' lives. That is exactly why I became a teacher, so that I could be on their schedule, you know, not necessarily because I loved teaching at the time, but I wanted to be that hands-on mom. So what ended up was that mine and my husband's circle of friends was based on the kids' circle of friends and whichever sport that they were playing at the time. So when I did go through my divorce, my therapist pretty much alluded to the idea that the amount of effort I was placing on my kids' sports was partly because of the friendships that I had with the parents. You know, that old living through your kids type thing. And I'm sure she was wanting to bring that to light. So what are you going to do when your kids leave the nest? The funny thing is that them leaving the nest happened to coincide with my divorce. Then for me, it was the, who the heck am I if I'm not a mom who is too busy to have a life of her own because I have to shuffle my kids back and forth to practice and we wanted to start our family so young that we could enjoy our midlife years still having fun. It was totally now unavailable. Anyway, 
The reason that I tell you all this is because I want you to know where I am coming from. I am now seven years post-divorce. I have a great relationship with one of my children and the other that being honest, I wish was better. I've been through the drama of dating in my 40s, which really for me was pretty much dating for the first time. And boy, do I have some stories of those experiences. So y'all, I think the hardest thing that I have ever gone through in my life was not so much losing the marriage, but maybe more losing what I thought the marriage and the family should look like. I think we all have this grand idea of how our lives should look. And when they don't measure up to that, we may start looking at ourselves as to where we went wrong and why we are wrong. But the truth is, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Things happen, relationships change, people change. And what if it was actually a gift? So I want to share with you, I did remarry and I am continuing now to learn how to be a partner for somebody new. Another thing that I did was decide on the things that I like to do, such as running, hiking, going and watching concerts. And I am at the point in my life that if those things aren't appealing to my husband or he's not interested in doing those things, I am totally secure in doing them either by myself or with friends. I think the best thing that I have ever done for myself was to continue to allow myself to learn, continue to look at my own thoughts and the feelings that I was creating for myself. I am no longer sitting back and letting life happen to me. I am creating my own happiness and I am creating my own adventures. Speaking of adventures, if you follow me on social media, you notice I promised you the story of the big oops. This summer, I did a scary thing. At least it was scary for me. And no one in my circle has shared that they have done this before. See, I love camping. I don't mean the kind of tent camping. I love spending time in our RV. It's just something about the little comfort creatures of home. So this is a love that started way back when I was a little girl and my parents had one of those old pop-up campers. There were times that my dad and I would get to go by ourselves and I would just kind of follow behind him, watching everything he did and helping him get the camper all set up. And this continued to be my practice as I got older and my family got an RV of their own. So this summer... I had this grand idea that I wanted to take a solo trip with our RV. When I made the announcement to my husband, of course, he wanted to know the dates and offered, well, if you go this date to this date, I can drive you up there and I can get the RV all set up and then I'll come back for you when you're ready. What he didn't realize is that is not what I had in mind. I wanted to make the trip completely on my own. I wanted to be the one to hook it up. I wanted to drive it to my destination and set it all up 
completely by myself. Now, in the back of my mind, I was completely confident with this. But of course, my primitive brain, which is always trying to keep me safe, was popping up with the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. So I'm going to share a little secret with you. I did get quite a bit of coaching on this. And when I offered to the coach, these are the things that are popping up in my brain. What if I have a flat tire? What if something goes wrong? What if this? What if that? And she said, Christy, what if you allowed those obstacles that your brain is trying to create for you? What if you simply allowed them to be your allies? Just notice them. Just listen to them. Maybe make note of them as part of your planning ahead. Have your ideas ahead of time how you will handle those things if they do pop up. So I followed her advice. And after looking at many, many different websites, I finally just bit the bullet and I reserved a spot. So over the next weekend, my husband and I went out for several test drives with the RV, you know, allowing me the opportunity to hook it up and, you know, to drive it here and there. And we did some practice backing up, you know, and honestly, it was more peace of mind for him to be able to see that I was able to do those things than it really was for me. See, I've driven a big moving van before on my own as I'm toting my car behind me. And so I just, I already had that confidence, but I wanted to do this for him so that he would have the peace of mind that I would be able to drive it and everything would actually be okay. So the big day had arrived. And boy, I didn't sleep a wink the night before, but I was ready. I got up at 6 a.m., so it was totally still dark outside, and I really wasn't prepared to leave that early. But I did get up with all the anticipation in mind, and I started packing up and and getting things, you know, uh, taken care of so that I was um, ready to go when the sun came up. Once I finally got on the road... I stayed at a steady pace of 65 miles an hour. And given that it was the Monday after a holiday weekend, there was a ton of traffic that was just zooming by me, zooming by me. But I stayed steadfast and I stayed in my own lane. I was continuously looking back and forth out the windows, making sure that everything was just right. I made one stop. I stopped at a gas station that I was already familiar with because I knew that the parking lot would be big enough for me to be able to maneuver this big rig. So I didn't even tell you what it was that I was driving. So I had our F-250 with our 31-foot RV attached to the back of it. After leaving the gas station, I got back on the road and probably within two more hours, um, I finally made it to my destination. Okay. When I go into the office, you know, to check in with the ladies to make sure that my spot was, you know, exactly just right. And, um, 
side note, I did make sure that I got a pull through spot so I wouldn't have to worry about backing that big RV in. And they were luckily able to accommodate me. But I was celebrating with the ladies at the counter because they were talking about, you know, how much they admired, you know, women who were comfortable enough with doing these types of things on their own. And the woman, you know, had even talked about how, you know, she just, you know, looked up to, you know, other women who were entrepreneurs who were starting their own businesses. And it kind of made me laugh a little bit because I did share with her that that is exactly what I was doing. That this week, my intention was to be writing my podcast and to, you know, be working on my business model for my coaching business. Um, We enjoyed talking about that throughout the week. So I get back out to the vehicle. And luckily, they have a gentleman that goes around in a golf cart that escorts you to your RV spot. So he gets me, you know, exactly in my spot, exactly where I want to be. He double checks to make sure that I have it situated exactly how I want it so that my slide is able to come out and, and my toilet chute, you know, is in the proper space and I'm able to plug in the electric and he just really, um, you know, took care of me and made sure that, um, I was going to be comfortable in the spot that I was in. And, um, he, we said our goodbyes and he went on his merry way. So I get out of the vehicle and I am just so excited to be there. And I am so excited that I have done this completely by myself. And so I, um, start to look at, you know, the different things that I know I need to do. And if you've ever been, you know, RV camping before, you know, that, it's a bit of a chore, you know, to get the RV set up, to get it unhooked from the truck, to, you know, get the um, electrical hooked up, to get the septic tank hooked up. And so I had all of those things circling in my mind. So I immediately um, go ahead and I get into the back of the truck and I pulled the pin to release the RV from the trailer hitch. Well, the thing that I forgot to do first was to put down the stabilizing legs. The RV starts to roll. And luckily, I guess I could say luckily, what ended up happening was that the tailgate made contact with the hitch and stopped the RV from rolling, which means that now the trailer is sitting on the tailgate, which was absolutely not the right thing. So I stood there for a minute and a huge wave of panic started coming over me, which inevitably brought on a hot flash. So I'm standing there sweating to death in a little bit of a panicked state thinking, okay, what are you going to do? you're figuring this out. You're not making any phone calls. You're not calling the husband. You're not calling your dad. You're figuring this out. So it took me about five seconds to decide the first thing I needed to do was put the tire chocks on. 
so that if anything happened, that RV wouldn't go rolling any further. Luckily, I saved the people that were already parked behind me. Then I went ahead and I put the stabilizing legs down and the RV was completely stable now. So I went ahead and I hit the extend button and my thought process was that I will go ahead and I will extend the hitch up so that it will clear the tailgate. When it looked just right, I went ahead and I pulled the latch on the tailgate and it wouldn't open. And then my heart sank again. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, when the RV fell down onto the tailgate, it had bent the tailgate to the point that it wouldn't open. And I said to myself, you're going to figure this out. So I started heading to the office and my thought process was, um, they know all things RV. So they're going to know who I need to call in order to come and release my tailgate for me. So I ran into the gentleman who had escorted me to my spot. He asked me, he said, Hey, is everything okay? You're doing all right. And I said, well, I made a big mistake. And when I had told him what happened, he said, Oh my goodness. I hope it's not as bad as the guy who did it last week. I'm thinking to myself, what? These people put me in a spot that had bad juju. (laughs) At any rate, him and another gentleman did come over. And what we had discovered was that I really hadn't raised the RV up quite enough in order for me to be able to release the tailgate down. So in all actuality, everything was completely fine. The tailgate had a small little dent in it. And unfortunately, that little step stool that pulls out of the tailgate in order to assist you into climbing into a higher vehicle kind of doesn't work anymore. But hey, the people behind me didn't die. The RV didn't roll them over. I didn't get hurt. The truck's not completely damaged. It's totally fine. But man, I really felt horrible. I really wanted this maiden voyage to go perfectly. I wanted it to happen just right. I wanted it to be perfect. And it wasn't. But you know what? I did it. I took the leap and I did it. And when I hit an obstacle, I figured it out. I learned that even when obstacles happen, I can always figure it out. It wasn't until I had the electric completely set up, I had the septic tank completely set up, the slide out, had my little lawn chair sitting out, and even a little bit of a bonfire going, when I finally did call the husband. (gasps) And everything was fine. But you know, the funny thing about all of this is that I created so much drama in my head over this one mishap going wrong, over this one thing happening. And 
During that week, I did get to sit down with one of my closest friends and have lunch. And as I'm telling her this story, my expectation is that she's just going to have this look of shock and this sound of devastation in her voice. But her reaction was that she laughed. She laughed the entire time. And what that told me is that, you know what? This mistake is laughable. Nothing went wrong. And I will never make that same mistake again. So what I learned from this is that we need to give ourselves some grace. We need to allow ourselves the opportunity, the congratulations on the things that we do do set out to do on the adventures that we do choose to conquer the things that we are scared of but we go ahead and we do it anyway give ourselves credit for that part of the story if you have not yet gotten to this point in your midlife where you are ready to give yourself some grace And to cheer yourself on for all the adventures that you have in store for you. I hope you find this podcast both helpful and inspiring. And I hope that you will continue this journey with me. Thank you so much for listening to Start in the Middle with me, Christy Ballard Fellaini. Please continue to tune in as we discover all that this midlife journey has to offer us. Do you need a life coach? Wouldn't it be amazing to have a listening ear who understands where you're coming from? We could work on challenges, goals, relationships, and so much more. Email me at kbfalani, that's K-B-F-A-L-A-N-Y at gmail.com. I have created an online coaching business to help you ignite that passionate, enthusiastic woman who may have been tucked away for some time.